This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, episode number 497. That's a lot. That's a lot. More than 400, but less than 500. That's math. It is. College education paying off. Although back in my day, it was pretty cheap. So (laughs) you get what you pay for. That also mirrors the attendance to the 40K championships at the LVO. We, We sold about the same amount of tickets, although... We won't have that many people there, we don't think, but there is going to be a lot, a lot of people. Quite a few. More than 400, less than 500 is my official estimate. No, I'm going to say more than 500, less than 600. Well, considering we haven't sold that many tickets, I would say that is a bold (laughs) guess. Although it still is breaking records for attendance, and we are just so excited and thrilled. Not so thrilled on the giant giant pile of terrain that is right behind the camera Yikes. that still needs to be painted. Yeah. But we're getting there. <laughs> almost there. Terrain game no, is we're strong. We're scared. I'm but scared. as always, the video cast and podcast and all kinds of other goodness brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at up to 25% off retail every day of the week. Boom. Bam. Bam. Wham. As Emerald Lagasse says, let's spice it up a notch. <laughs> I don't know how you do that with your models, but uh, yeah. pour some sriracha on it. Might not be so good for the paint job, but hey. It's a lava planet. It's hot lava. It's a hot lava planet. <laughs> it's like in uh, Bridesmaids. It feels like lava. Oh, God. It's a great movie, by the way, if you haven't had a chance to see it. So anyway, guys, let's jump in and start talking about gaming stuff and not good comedies with an all-female cast, because that's a short list, unfortunately. <laughs> so we have Kingdom Death. Uh, Monster 1.5, holy, I'm going to use a uh, French word here, shit. That Kickstarter is shattering records. Yeah. My God. They're they're approaching third best Kickstarter. Of all time. Uh, third most successful, sorry, there you go. Yeah, I guess best could be measured in many ways. Yeah. I thought our Kickstarter was the best of all time, in my mind. It's the best we've ever done. I there's probably quite a few people that would disagree, but... <laughs> that video was incredible. It was amazing. It was amazing. You are the most wooden actor in the world. I was like uh, Jared Leto's Joker. The we mat. had about like three hours of me, but then we cut it down to like three seconds. Two seconds. Yeah. So it was like me playing the Joker. The mat is very good for playing games on. Beep, boop. <laughs> I was like, wow, Frankie. <laughs> Ooh, Nelly. So at any rate, uh, Kingdom Death Monster is a very adult-themed uh, board game. It's got a, a kind of a wide range of influences. It's a, it's a kind of a horror fantasy game. It's definitely got some anime or manga themes going on to it. Yeah, uh, It's really shattered a lot of the perceptions of what a successful board game is or can be or should be. And we enjoy the game a lot. We play it quite a bit with a, a group of staff. Even Taylor, who is a, definitely a non-gamer, non-anime, non-fantasy type person, although she does love Harry Potter, 
she really enjoys it too. And I guess yeah. that's a testimony to like, this game defies what you would expect uh, a popular game to be. It's extremely adult. It's extremely sexual. It's extremely violent. It deals with uh, madness and psychology and it's uncompromisingly artistic. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting game because it's uh, it's very easy. Like the, the rule book is literally step by step how you play. And then they've got all sorts of charts. You flip to different pages. Really, really fun and interesting. But it has like a lot of depth even with how easy it is. So It is. It's, it's great. And it, and it does not pull its punches no. at all. It no. is not kid-friendly. And yeah. I think it's really a testimony to how far the gaming community has come. We've, we've grown up as a community of people that enjoy games and fantasy and science fiction and, and exploring more adult themes. This game really shattered convention by approaching things like sexuality, like uh, insanity in a really kind of frank way. Yeah, it's, it's a very dark game, very yeah. adult game, but uh, it is really fun. It's really challenging, even with how easy it is to play. Like, we haven't made it past the fourth boss. Like, yeah. it's crazy how difficult it is, but it is a blast. It's like a role-playing game mixed with a board game, and it's a lot of fun. But you know what, though? It also reminds me of games like Civilization, where you're building a community, and your community levels up and grows, yeah. and you're having kids with, like, other players' characters, and, like, the next generation has to survive. And players die and they get maimed and brutalized. Oh, yeah. And the monsters are, like, so overwhelmingly powerful. Um, It's not easy. It's a challenging game. No. Uh, In our last game, that we had to drop it before uh, we got hit busy season for us. So that was the first time we played the game where we were actually, like, we actually had a pretty good chance. Yeah. You know, my character, Bear Grylls Jr., because Bear Grylls Sr. didn't last very long, but his son... He's on fire, baby. He's managed to survive. Yeah. You start to gain some momentum, and you level up, and you gain extra gear and kit, and uh, the characters become more powerful, and it's, you have to do that. Otherwise, the monsters, literally, they eat you. They literally eat you. Well, it's really cool because you actually learn from your mistakes in previous games because it's, it's a game based on your choices. So do you go to the right or do you go to the left? And you kind of learn. You're like, ooh, we did this before. Let's go to the left because yeah. that was real bad. <laughs> so Here's like, a pro right. tip. Don't choose the Spartan system for raising your children. It sounds badass, but mathematically, yeah. it screws you. You lose a lot of kids. Yeah, your kid, you, need to, you need to like yeah. constantly be having lots of kids because yeah. it's so brutal. And if your whole settlement gets wiped out, you lose. Yep. And if you don't gain momentum early, you're guaranteed to lose by the time you hit the the latter bosses. Yeah. So it's a great game. It's a fun game. It is not for everybody. No. Like if you are easily offended, don't pick it up. But if you really want to try an adult game, a game that is is a very much an expression of the creator, mm-hmm. it's really amazing. It's a very expensive game, yes. but it's worth every penny. Yeah. What a lot of people do is they have like their group of friends and they all pitch in and buy the complete set. Yeah. And it's it's great. It's a lot of fun one of those things that you do like every saturday and just play a game it's it's really good um yeah, yeah it's a blast definitely check it out their it's kickstarter is going ham <laughs> 10 million dollars yes and they've gained a hundred thousand dollars in the last two hours they are they're, they're gonna they're gonna to do probably 11, do yeah. 11 or more million dollars for a board yeah, game I mean, this dude was working out of his garage he's like, killing it dude four years ago this guy was sculpting amazing miniatures very provocative miniatures out of his garage, yeah. he had a vision for a game. He brought it to life. His first Kickstarter did a million plus dollars, but he went in the hole like a quarter million. 
because he yeah. didn't compromise on his vision. And now he's back. I think he's learned a lot. I hope he doesn't lose his money this time. Oh, yeah. I hope that we just witnessed a gamer get rich. Yeah, <laughs> like, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Like we were talking in the office. It's like, it's inspiring. A little bit of, uh, uh, inspires a little envy. Oh, of but, course, yeah. But more than anything else, we're happy for him because he made an incredible product. Definitely. He had a vision. He executed on it. And then look at what happens. The marketplace rewards you for your hard work. And I mean, he stuck with it, which it, like how many people do you know that would go into debt that far to not compromise and to release a product that they really believe yeah. in? Like there's not very many people that would do that much risk. And hang and, in there. And he hung in there. And hey, if he's successful this time, that's great. Yeah. You're, you're killing it, man. I mean, that, that yeah. is the American dream. That's the entrepreneurial spirit yeah. right there. And I remember at Gen Con, I was going to go talk to him about coming to the Las Vegas <laughs> Open. And literally the doors opened to the con to, to attendees. Yeah. Like, I was maybe 30 seconds from his booth walking over. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I, I, at the very least, I just wanted to go say, hey, I'm a big fan of what you've done. And the doors opened and it was like a tidal wave of people. Yeah, he's like, oh, gotta go. Gotta I almost go. got like run over. I was like, yeah. oh my God. And all these people were like, <laughs> ah, because they had a limited edition um, release, yeah. release. So in, in Kingdom Death Monster version 1.5, it's an updated and expanded version of the game. There's uh, new content, there's new skill trees for your characters, there's new miniatures, there's new monsters. Um, I, we're probably going to jump in and get it. I just, <laughs> I, I love the game yeah. and, uh, would love to, to support what he's done. And, and I don't know if he would watch our podcast. I don't know if he plays uh, the games that we talk about, but on an off chance that he does watch our podcast, we just wanted to give you a heartfelt congratulations. Definitely. Well done, man. You did it. Every gamer either openly or secretly wants to make a game and dude, you did it. Yep. Killed <laughs> like, it, man. Holy Congratulations. Crap. That's well, really impressive. Done. So, uh, in congruent news, Pathfinder or uh, Paizo, the company that produces Pathfinder, they are jumping on board. They are getting on this wagon. It's a smart move. And they are proposing a product. It's called uh, Kingdom Death uh, Pathfinders of Death. And it's a combination of the iconic Pathfinder characters, which I think are they're awesome. And they've really double down on making those characters a part of the game. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be coming out with a, a campaign for Kingdom Death and characters from their iconic character series. Those are the characters that you see that represent certain classes. Will participate in the Kingdom Death. That's, and they will be characters. Isn't it cool? So they're, uh, so they're teaming up with yeah. Kingdom Death. That's really great. And I'd be willing to bet the creator of Kingdom Death played Pathfinder. I mean, that's a, yeah. one of the biggest RPGs in the world. So. Sure. And it has quite a bit of crossover into the board game too it does like you have your trees and you're building a character so it would be really i think it'd be a ton of fun and as someone who is a big fan of pathfinder and kingdom of death i would love to see this come to fruition that would be a dark role-playing game yeah i dig it that'd yeah. be a lot of fun it would be really fun i think yeah. it's actually an adventure for king for uh kingdom death oh okay cool so they'd be making like kingdom death style miniatures versions of their iconic characters for use in Kingdom Death. That's great. Right. So the girls are a little bit more curvy. The dudes are a little bit more, I don't know, yoked. <laughs> dudes are all like perfect physiques. So there's a My, very, there's a, the aesthetic for, the, for Kingdom Death is very specific. You always, you know you're looking at a Kingdom Death miniature when you look at one. Yes. Uh, in other news, Las Vegas Open. Oh, we're in the red zone. Uh -oh. On the hot seat. Less than 30 days to go. Uh, you took the wow. month away. <laughs> wow. So we are in the red zone for the Las Vegas Open, which is exciting and scary for us. Uh, those of you who did not get a hotel room, you still can, all that price is not locked down anymore. It's probably gonna start rising, so don't wait. Yep. Get your hotel room. Uh, you can still book through our code, 
but the price is no longer guaranteed. So uh, if you haven't done it, please stop dragging your feet because the closer we get to Super Bowl weekend, the higher that price is probably going to go. Yep. So we please want to save it. you guys some money. We do indeed. So events are selling out left and right. 40K Apocalypse sold out. 40K Friendly sold out, but we played some musical chairs and we added some room. The Friendly event, which is usually like 10 or 15 people, is over 40. That's great. That's exciting. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, the 40K yeah. Friendly is like the chillest version of playing organized 40K. Yeah. Four hour rounds, two rounds per day, four rounds total. Doesn't <laughs> nice get much, and easy. Doesn't get much more chill than that. Yep. 2,000 points, no restrictions on building your list. All you have to do is get your list approved by the TO. It has to be in the spirit of, um, of the event. Game, yeah. Yeah. Like the, this is a good example of a friendly list. Uh, there's a guy that's bringing all dreadnoughts and tech marines. I like it. Right? That's pretty cool. Very themed. Very themed. You know, it's like that's, that's the spirit of the friendly event. Yeah. The list should be fun. Uh, we do want to give people updates on some of the FAQs. Uh, obviously, we've updated our FAQ to reflect the uh, main rulebook FAQ that GW finalized. And uh, I was talking to Lady Cleo on the phone. Mm. I was like, Lady Cleo, got a lot on my mind. Can you give me some foresight into the future? And she was like, yeah, man, this is going to be a terrible Jamaican accent. I'm not even going to try because yeah. it's going to sound stupid. <laughs> but uh, Lady Cleo told me that we should and be anticipating or hoping for uh, Codex FAQs maybe in the next week or two. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty close. I don't, you know, like some of my feelings are right, some of them are wrong. But I feel pretty good about this one. Uh, I know it's within the 30-day window that we usually try to like nail things down. But uh, Lady Cleo told me that the winds of fate are blowing as fast and as hard as they can to get those answers to us. So uh, please keep your eye on Games Workshop's uh, various websites because I have a feeling that uh, we might be getting answers to questions in the near future. The rough draft codex FAQs are a very good indicator, I would guess, of the way the wind is going to blow. Yep. So, so go read those. those. Yeah. Go read those now. Start practicing with those, possibly. Read those now, because <laughs> we will change the ITC FAQ to reflect those. It's not going to be big changes, because luckily um, there's a lot of crossover between the ours and theirs. There is a couple specific changes that, if this all comes to pass, will have a pretty severe impact on certain armies. So please be cognizant of that. Like, go read them today. Like right now, so that you can be prepared. It's so funny. Every time I look at you now, it's just my eyes go right to the mustache. Because it's beautiful. All I look at now. It's amazing. That's it. Respect my authority. Just the I'm, I'm gonna wear it. some. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna wear some aviators at the event. So ridiculous. Uh, also, there's been a lot of people asking questions about the Imperial Agents Codex. Does it replace previous books like uh, the Sisters of Battle Codex? The answer, official answer from Games Workshop, is no. It does not. You can use either book. I know it's really confusing. So on your army list, put which version for, for all five you Sisters of Battle player out there, put on your list which version you are, are you using the old PDF or the new Imperial Agents book? You have to put that on your list. So people can understand. So, that, so you're not switching every game. Yeah. You, not that any of you would do that. But. You have to do it so that your opponent understands who they're playing against. What this also means is that, do you want to use Eandon 
For Eldar, yes, you can. Do you want to use the Green Tide Formation from the old uh, Great Wa book? Yes, you can. It's yeah. a little confusing, but that is the official response. It's so. in the way GW has been going on all of the rulings. Yeah. So. so, hey, there you go. Answers to your question. It makes things a little bit more complex, but it doesn't affect that many people, no. honestly. So if you have any other questions, uh, leave a comment on the blog post that's associated with uh, podcast number 497, and we will be sure to jump in and answer them. But uh, yeah, like I said, go read the uh, codex-specific FAQs, the draft versions. I would be willing to guess, if I was a betting man, that they'll be pretty close to what we get in yeah. the final version if those do come, which I strongly believe that the, that we can count on that. Well said. The stash has spoken. Well said. <laughs> so we have new releases from Games Workshop this week. And remember, you can get those from your friends at Frontline Gaming at 25% off MSRP. Uh, as soon as you see those come up on Games Workshop's site, those should be in the next couple hours here. But they are really cool combo boxes of a squad and a transport vehicle. Nice. Those are great deals. They are a really good great. deal, especially when you get an additional 25% off. What? Get those Pretty orders good. in to orders at frontlinegaming.org. Or give us a call at 888-781-5120, and we will be happy to hook you up. Bam. Boom. God, I am excited for the LVO, dude. Yeah. This is going to be crazy. Crazy. It's going to be nuts. The Age of Sigmar event is just about to crack 100 players for the championships alone, Jeez. and there's another 50 coming for the Mega Battle. There's going to be 50 people in the Mega Battle. That is going to be bonkers. I was talking to the to John, the TO, and yeah. I was like, oh man, like I hope you're prepared, dude. He, he runs <laughs> events this size frequently. He's yeah. he's like calm as a cucumber, but I was like, that's gonna be a 50 person mega battle. That's gonna be like gigantic. How calm is a cucumber though? I would imagine pretty calm. I've never seen a cucumber throw a temper tantrum. I've seen quite a few temper tantrums from tomatoes and other Vegetables. vegetables okay but not a cucumber well there was attack of the killer tomatoes which was a great movie from my generation yeah have you seen it no it's literally a movie about giant killer tomatoes i hope they just look so fake it's amazing dude is it like the oh, blob? No. it's yeah yes like giant tomatoes like rolling over people and killing them. amazing and they spawned a cartoon actually it was that popular because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> at any rate, we can't wait to see you all at the Las Vegas Open. It's going to be spectacular. Uh, if you can't make it, make sure to, to uh, follow and consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. And you will be able to see tons of coverage. We're going to have interviews from various uh, game developers, new releases. We're going to be obviously be showing games. Yep. It's going to be really cool. And then, of course, uh, Games Workshop will also be streaming the event on their Twitch channel. So make sure to check that out. Pretty exciting. Whew, all right, ITC winding down the 2016 uh, season. It's not really winding down. It's kind of like picking up. It's spiking People at the end. People are trying to get all their points. Like, no. <laughs> it's going bananas, which is yeah. exciting. It's like really cool to see how excited people are, are about it. Uh, we have a ton of events this weekend. Uh, Frankie, you'll be going to one with the uh, In Control and Pablo and a bunch of other players. We're bringing a big crew out to Arizona. That's going to be fun. And the, 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 this is the IO Renegade GT, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's a GT level event, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have another GT level event, Huzzah Hobbies Hammer in the New Year, and that's over on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. That's going to be quite a bit of fun, but there's about 13 or 14 events this weekend. Yeah, there are quite a few events happening, and I'm probably some of these events are going to get quite a few 
more people coming out to them than yeah, normal. Yeah, they may actually become GTs post. Because yeah, they're trying to get more points. So. Post event. Yeah, yeah. They, they might hit that GT status by uh, having uh, enough people show up. Going to be exciting. Yep. Uh, so let's go over the rankings here as we close in. Dun, dun, dun. There's only going to be three more of these updates, folks, and then uh, it's going to be the big show. So uh, top 10 ITC championships. Currently, we have Matt Root still dominating out in first place with 748 points. He's been holding strong. He's been holding strong. He is uh, the captain of the boat. Like I told like yeah. Matt and I were talking about, I was like, dude, it's, your, it's yours to lose, buddy. Yep. It's going to be uh, like American Gladiator. He's going to be up on a pole. Shooting tennis balls he's at trying, him? Shooting tennis balls at him, trying to take him down. He's going to try to survive. He's got to survive against yeah. Laser, Blazer, Baser, <laughs> and Taser, and Michelle. <laughs> I love it. I, love I that. loved that show, the man. The show was amazing. I was wanted so to be on it so bad. Oh, the leotards. I would wear, the, I would wear the whole deal. Yeah, it was I would amazing. Wear the, the whole thing. Uh, second place, Andrew Gagno. Like a thief Sneaking in the night. Sneaking up there. <laughs> he just yeah. jumped into second place. Uh, as I understand it, he just won a GT. Hey, good job, Andrew. Or, no, awesome. I think it was a major, actually. Good job for... Jeez. Congratulations to Andrew. Uh, Captain America is out in front. He's, he's bringing it. And he's it, a snake in the grass. And we've been hearing people <laughs> complaining and saying the Tau aren't good in ITC. Get out of here. Get out of here. It's like five he's making them work. Yeah. It's like five people who are malcontents. Because Andrew is a dedicated Tau player, kicking ass. And actually, Tau is actually one of the most represented factions in the ITC. It's one of the most popular factions. Yeah, yeah, well, with their new models and everything, it's a beautiful army. It is so. a gorgeous army. Uh, and uh, Space Marines, has, uh, over a 1,000 people have played Space Marines in ITC. This Quite season. a few. That is so many. <laughs> oh, it's pretty funny, too, as we're talking about this. Guess how many Eldar players have played in the ITC this season? Ooh. Just throw a guess out there. I'm going to throw out 1,000. 666. <laughs> I was like, is that right? I know. That kind of fits the theme of the way Eldar has been perceived this season. I guess. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, third, third place, Brandon Grant has dropped down into third place. Fourth, we have fourth, we have Josh Death. Fifth, we have Aaron Along. Sixth, we have Dan Platt. Seventh, we have Thomas Hextrom Oki. Eight, we have Brett Perkins. Nine, we have Trent Northington. And ten, James Carmona somehow managed to not get bumped. Meet hands coming in. Meet hands. We finally got explained what that meant. That was pretty funny. Wait, wait, is Blake, six Slanesh's number? Is it? Oh my god. <laughs> oh no! I think that's a that's a oh sign no. that the Eldar are gonna not win the LVO this year. Watch out, Eldar. <laughs> uh, team rankings. We had some movement here too. Beast Coast it hangs on to first place, bolstered by Andrew Gagno's uh, major win. Yeah. Uh, the NWO Black Shirts have jumped into second, oh, and ah, down. No. <laughs> Team Zero Comp has fallen from glory and been replaced by some Canucks. Frozen right. North Gaming has jumped into third place. Right, there's four of us going to this Arizona GT. So Do us proud, boys. Uh, Sisters of Battle, our boy over in Poland, Bartosz Czochenski, is still kicking ass and taking names. Commanding lead in first place. Yep. Uh, Adeptus Stardes, Thomas Hexham Oki, is still way out in front. Astro Militarum, we have Wesley Polly is leading the pack. Blood Angels, Danny Kwan, hanging on and hoping he can make it to the LVO. I hope he can. <laughs> Chaos Demons, we have Trent Northington is uh, out in front. Chaos Renegades, Brett Perkins continues to win. That category, Chaos Space Marines, we have Ian Andrew. Or, 
is that an uppercase I or no, is it Ian? Yeah. And in. Alan DeHissa has been dethroned. No. If you see Alan, make fun of him. <laughs> he was holding on to it like literally all two season. years. <laughs> like two years. Cole Mechanicus, Matt Root with a commanding lead. Dark Angels, Aaron Along is beating Brandon Grant by 0. 0.3 points. Jeez. Whoop. I know. Brandon Whoop. Grant came into the office the other day and he's like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> he snuck in there. He came in to help build terrain, which right. ended. He was on the, uh, the Chapter Tactics podcast, which you should go check out. Uh, Dark Elder, we have JT McDowell is out in front. That has been a fun one. There's been a ton of uh, back and forth yeah. in Dark Eldar. Death Watch, we have Shane Watts in first place. Eldar, we have Brad Chester out in front, but not by much. Matt Shuckman has definitely closed that gap. Closing. Eldar Corsairs, Carter Leach has just been sitting pretty and uh, winning that one all season long. Yeah. Gene Steeler Colt, we have Tyler DeVry is out in front. Gray Knights, we have Dan Como. I can't say that ever correctly. Como. I believe is the correct way to say it. Uh, he is in first place. Harlequins, we have Josh Death. Imperial Knights, we have also Josh Death. Well done. Jeez. Well right. done. Inquisition, <laughs> we have Wesley Polly. Knight Renegades, we have John Eubanks. Corn Demon King, we have uh, Horton Dotton, who has been dominating that one, although his lead has been narrowed to eight points. Uh-oh. Horton, you better get out there, buddy. Militarum Tempestus, we have David Koska has... Taking first place, well done, with a giant lead. Jeez, you must have won a event. You must have won a yeah. major event. Well done, David. Uh, Necrons, Alex Fennell is leading a very close race for Necrons. Officio Assassinorum, we have Josh Bagwell. Orcs, we have Rich Kilton. That's also been a really fun one. Yeah. Uh, that's been a, a, a quite the competition. Yeah, there's like five guys that have been fighting it out. And they're <laughs> all awesome. dedicated Orc players, too, yeah. which makes it very fun. Quinn Shepis is like... 250 points ahead of the next closest and skits Well done, Quinn. Uh, kicking ass. Yeah. Space Wolves, we have Mike Kriegler and Tao, obviously, Andrew, Andrew Gondo. Well done. So we have some really cool stuff to talk about with the Best Coast Pairings app. Yeah. They have been busting their butts. And when you see them at the LVO, they're all going to be wearing shirts. Make sure to tell them thank you because they have worked so hard to make the ITC app, where it's the Best Coast Pairings app paired with the ITC, what it is. And it's going to help grow the ITC and make it easier to run events, make it easier to get involved. Yeah. Really want to thank those guys. The player app is going to be debuting at T-Shift, which is next weekend. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. So what the player app is going to do, this is kind of like the holy grail of what we've been aiming for, right? We were like, if anybody can crack this, they're going to just blow the doors off. Yep. So the player app is going to give you, obviously, a player profile. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of fun stuff that comes along with that. Think of a Facebook profile, but obviously much simpler. Uh, what it's also going to be doing, I think the thing that's going to be the most exciting right now, is that it's going to be able to capture your list at your event. Yeah. So at the LVO, they are going to be uh, uploading everybody's lists associated with their player profile. So... As you're checking in, they're going to be there, and we're trying to get this information out there because we want to get everybody prepared so they're not surprised. Yeah. Have your list ready to rock. They're going to take a picture of your list, and it's going to upload to your player profile. That's going to be so cool. Think about how amazing yeah. that is. Yeah, so you would be like, oh, he's playing Eldar. What kind of list is he What has he, he got? Oh, ooh, cool. Ooh. Yep. So for one, it eliminates any monkey business with lists, right? If anybody's got a mistake made with their list, which 99 times out of 100, any list monkey business is a mistake. Yeah. Right. I've done it to my detriment. I've been down like 15, 16 points. <laughs> uh, and then there's the famous incident of three points over 
our, our good friend Tony Kopak won an event with three points over. It was just a mistake, right? Yeah. This will eliminate that to a large degree. Obviously, at the LVO, doing it the day of, perhaps uh, not as much of a lead up as we would like. But it, going forward, as people upload their list, when they register for the event, the TOs can check them, and then you can go, okay, everybody's list is locked in a week out. Let's publish them. And then think how much fun it's going to be to go, who is playing what? Oh, man, this is going to be really cool. Yeah. You could even throw up first-round pairings in advance, and then people could start plotting and scheming, right? Like, oh, man, I'm going to be playing this list. But you can't change your list because you're locked in. It's going to be a game changer. It really is going to change the way the game is not only played, but is the, the way the game is experienced as a spectator. Yeah, no, it's going to be amazing. I, I can't wait. And, like, now you don't have to, like – Here's my list. You can just look at it on the phone. You're like, oh, yeah. All right, this is what he's got. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. All right. So, like, between Great. rounds, like, okay, let's say Frankie and I play. Uh, Frankie beats me because he's the world's greatest. I'm glad that you're on board. I'm just indulging you. So, <laughs> and then we get done with our game early, and then I know I'm going to play Pablo next. So I go, oh, okay, cool, because they finished their game, too, and the pairings are up. I can just go click. Oh, okay, Pablo's got this. Oh, man, cool. I can start getting prepared before the round starts. Yeah, so you can get defeated before the round starts, opposed to walking up to the table and going, oh. <laughs> there you go. That's always the worst. There you go. So yeah. it gives you so much more information. And people that are watching, because, again, one of our big goals is to turn this into a, a somewhat of a spectator event, something mm -hmm. that's going to be fun to watch. Like an eSport. Like of. an eSport. Yeah. They can go, oh, what's uh, what's – Pajama Pants playing. Yeah. Oh, check out his list. Oh, that's interesting. Or what's Sean Naden playing? He always comes up with cool original lists. Oh, check this out. This is pretty cool. It's going to be a game changer. I'm very, very, very excited for this. So when you're coming to the 40K Champs event, be prepared. Have your list on hand mm -hmm. and be, you know, talk to your friends. Tell them what to expect because it's going to be a bit of a hustle to get all this done, but we will get it done. Um, it's going to be amazing. That's People at home can go, go, oh. Oh, who's this? Who's this? We had John Camacho mm -hmm. last year made the, the top eight at, <laughs> at the LVO, yeah. and he had a really unique list. He had like a Tesseract vault and all this cool stuff. It's going to make it so much more fun, right? Because what's the first thing we always get asked after an event? What was his list? What was his list? What was his, what was his list? And it's like, dude, you guys, it's like, it was, it was technically not feasible to do it. Now no. it is. Now yeah. it is. And uh, they're releasing the Android app at the same time for the player app. So you'll have Android and iOS, I believe, right? Uh, don't, don't, don't quote us on no, that. No, I don't think the Android <laughs> app is done yet. Oh, okay, I thought that's, they were planning on releasing them both at the same time. That's coming soon. But Got what it. else is going to come with the player app or in the very near future? Uh, I don't want to say it's going to be ready on time, but I think very soon, I think it's going to launch after the LVO, gotcha. is regional rankings. Yeah. That's the other big thing that's going to be a game changer. So again, just to give you guys a recap, what this means is that when you participate in the ITC, say you're Polish, there's a huge, vibrant, amazing community of 40K players in Poland that are mega good at the game, but it's really hard for them to travel because of the currency exchange, yeah. right? It's, it costs them like five times as much to go travel to an event as it does for us, it's prohibitive. But they can compete with each other. You could be the number one work player in Poland or in the UK or Scotland or Canada, or New Zealand, or Australia, where it's really hard for them to travel to other events. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you may not be the global champion, you may not be the globally best Dark Eldar player, or whatever, but you can be the regional best player. It's a more meaningful comparison. Yeah, no, that'd be great. 
I'm super pumped for that. Yeah, no, that's gonna be exciting because then you can like compete with your friends. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, watch out, yeah, number one. And then in the United States of America, we're gonna break it up into regions very similar to college sports. There's gonna be the Northwest, the Southwest, the Midwest, the Northeast, and the South. Yeah. So that because because America's got it's so many people, it's not really fair. Uh, to have it just count as like one region when you're comparing it to countries that are significantly smaller. Yeah. So we're breaking it up to make it a little bit more equitable. And that's going to be a lot of fun, right? Because yeah. there's vibrant 40K communities in different parts of the United States that play a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. Like Australia, like they have their own like kind of comp system and they play with like all their locals and they're part of ITC. So what but... part of America is Australia? Oh, we should throw them in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. But I, I, get what I was talking about a smaller... I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But like in the South, they have their own kind of way of playing. And then you've got yes. Warzone ATL. You've got some amazing events down there. In the Midwest, you have Adepticon. You have a different style of play. In the, on the East Coast, you know, you have your events like Nova Open. It's, it's going to be cool because you'll have your little like crown jewel event of your region. And like... you get to compete against your friends and peers. Yeah. I feel bad for everybody that competes on the West Coast, though. <laughs> Why? Because they have to go against you? <laughs> if your ego fits through the Guaranteed. door. Yeah. Okay, Might as well, well just give myself that trophy right We'll now. blow past that. But <laughs> the thing is, it's going to be absolutely awesome. This is going to be something that takes the ITC to the... We're going to hit a different gear with yeah. all this stuff. Right? And the Blessed Coast Parents guys, they're, they're ramping up for War Machine. So if you're a War Machine player, they're starting to, to get going with that community. X-Wing, they're getting going with that community. It's going to be freaking awesome. That's going to be great. It is going to be awesome. So keep your eye on Best Coast Pairings. If you're going to T-Shift, which we highly recommend that you do, mm-hmm. check that out because the, the player app is going to launch at that event. And you're going to be able to see all the cool stuff, all the stat tracking, all your achievements that you unlock, all that fun stuff is going to be ready to rock. And then, of course, at the LVO, that's going to be the major debut. Game breaker. I'm very excited to think how far we came with the ITC and it's a group effort. I don't mean we like you and me, like everybody that's involved. It has been quite the journey. Yeah. And this app has helped out a lot. <laughs> and we knew we needed it and we yes. were going to try and do it ourselves, but neither Frankie nor myself uh, is, a, is a software engineer. <laughs> yeah. right? And the Best Coast Pairings team, there's a team of four of them, plus their spouses, which are backing their play. Yeah. And the three of the four of them are, that's what they do for a living. Right. And then yep. they brought on an Android developer so that they will be available on Android devices in the near future. So that's it. Once, once those things fall into place, dude, we're, we're approaching 6,000 ITC participants. Yeah. We're going to hit five figures next season, I bet. That'd be sick. Think about that, I'm dude. excited. Wait, what if it comes a time when there's like 100,000 participants? That would be fucking awesome. That's a lot of people. <laughs> so anyway, enough of that. Uh, very excited. Can't wait. Uh, make sure to shake their hand and say thank you because these guys worked very hard yes. to bring this Extremely to us. Hard, yeah. yeah. Uh, rumors. Dun, Pretty dun, exciting dun. stuff going on in the 40K world right now. The big news is obviously the fall of Cadia is looming. Mm-hmm. And this is not only a supplement. It is a pretty much unprecedented event in 40K since like second edition. They are moving the story forward. They're changing things. Primarchs are coming back. This is some crazy, pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. So the, the rumors at present are that during the fall of Cadia, St. Celestine is going to be making uh, an appearance. 
So for those of you who are worried about her not being in the Imperial Agents book, I would be willing to bet she's going to get some rules probably pretty soon. Dun, dun, dun. And the miniature that's been pictured uh, in the rumors is spectacular. It's growing on me. I wasn't too happy with it at first, but it's growing on me. I love the doves that take flight with her. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> it looks incredible. And there's also pictures of plastic seraphim floating around, which, again, they're just rumors until GW puts it on their site. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. So the rumors are that St. Celestine takes a force to go engage Abaddon. Doesn't go too well, but she gets reinforced. That sounds like a mistake. But the thing is, I would be confident fighting Abaddon. Phaladon, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. This is, it's all part of the plan, and the plan's finally coming together. Well, then it sucks for her that she's the one that... (laughs) She's like, ah, get out of here. But I mean, I would have been like... He'll probably turn into a spawn or something. Yeah, I'd be like, he's going to commit suicide turning into a spawn. But I'd be like... Give me some conscripts and some slingshots. Some farmers. Yeah. Pitchforks. Yeah. We'll, we'll take Abaddon down. <laughs> yeah. um, it looks pretty exciting. But uh, one of the main story points, one of the main uh, kind of pivotal elements to the story is that Trey's in the Infinite is releasing all the Imperial heroes he's got kind of in stasis out to fight chaos because to achieve his own ends. Right? Belisarius Crawl, the new... Uh, Arch Magos from the Adeptus Mechanicus. Dude, he looks so sick. That model is ridiculous. Yeah. He is going to counter Trazen because he's like, what is this guy doing, man? This, this dude's not up to any good. And it's too convenient that he's helping us out to fight chaos. Like, what yeah. are his ultimate goals? Trazen supposedly knows what the the, the uh, Cadian uh, pylons, how they work. And the pylons are supposedly what stops the warp from overwhelming Cadian. Uh-oh. But they're starting to break and crack. Da-da-da. Which isn't good. The and then so cool. the fluff's amazing, right? But it's one of the, the, the hints is that maybe um, Vulcan is going to be released because he's been captured by Trazen. Uh, which, again, both Frankie and myself are like, how is that possible? Trazen is such a wimp. You have to be like, so insulted. Like, if you got captured by Trazen, then you couldn't. And he's like, yeah, I captured all these guys. And you're like, hmm. What would that do for Vulcan's self-esteem? don't have very much street cred anymore. Vulcan's like, I've been <laughs> Vulcan's mistreated. like, I've been released. This chapter's like, you got caught by that guy. Get well, out of here. That was Who after you, you got caught by a night haunter. Yeah, you are weak. <laughs> Get out of here. You need to toughen up, Vulcan. Yeah. God Jeez. dang it. Uh, it, looks, it looks pretty incredible. But then one of the other big kind of rumor plot points that has been uh, unveiled is that there's an Inquisitor Greyfax that has been released from, from Stasis. Not a lot's known about her. I did some basic kind of like web food, didn't find too much. Yeah. But it sounds like she was captured like a long time ago. Really? Because she's released from stasis and she sees um, like soldiers worshiping St. Celestine and she's like, this is, goes against the emperor. Yeah. She sees psychers that are using their powers without uh, sanction. And she's like, she's just executing people. Like a space marine librarian's like, oh, so bam! Yeah. You're like, what? No! <laughs> what are you doing? Because she's a hard, she's supposed to be a hardline puritanical yeah. inquisitor. Yeah. Right? And so she sees Wolfin and she's like, what is going on? So in her mind, the Imperium is strayed far from what the, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like what yeah. the Emperor laid out. So that, that, I'm just guessing here, I don't know, but it leads me to believe that she must come from a time far in the past. Right? For her to have that perspective. Because we've been hearing rumors that some of the Primarchs are going to have the same attitude. Like, what the hell has happened? Yeah. <laughs> you guys have gone way off the path. Yeah. yeah, you know, the Emperor never was supposed to be worshipped. There wasn't supposed to be any of this kind of stuff going no. on. So it's really interesting. It, this makes me think that they're going to be bold. And they're going to make a big play. 
the fall of Cadia and advancing the storyline. Do you think Trazan's like whole plan is like the old Necron fluff where there's like an entire Necron army in Cadia and they just like come out of the ground? Like, and they're just, ah. they're the old Necrons where they're like no feelings, just They just kill, kill everything. Maybe. I mean, the, the Destroyer cult kind of took over that old fluff. They're like the malfunctioning Necrons. Yeah. So I, the, the Necrons with less feelings. I feel like they had to do that with the Necrons because no. they, they already had the Tyranids. They didn't need another mindless killing machine. Like, But it was so cool. It was like the Terminator, man. Eh, they still can be like the Terminator, but now they have, you know, they feel bad when they kill you. Now they like trade and barter and stuff. Like, I'm into that. You know what? You, don't, you need a shirt. Yeah. I'm into that. Hmm. So anyway, guys, hit us up in the chat. Let us know what you think about these changes to the fluff. I'm very excited. I can't wait to see what GW does. If it was me, if I was holding the pin, so to speak, yeah, all the way to Terra, kill the Emperor. Wipe it all out. I'm serious. Jeez. Destroy the Golden Throne. I'm telling you, that's what Cipher's gonna do, man. He's gonna come in. He's like, yeah. And then it's like, let's see what kind of hell breaks loose now. Heck yeah. That, and then you could fracture the Imperium into little like kingdoms. It could be like Ultramar. The Primarchs come back. They all have like fiefdoms. It would be amazing. That would be sick. That would be badass. Because <laughs> then some awesome. of them could advance technologically. Some of them could go on completely different paths. You could have all these different subsections. And then well, the Emperor could come back as the, the Star Child. You were telling me about the other Space Marine chapter, or before the Space Marines, the Emperor had those like huge, giant yeah, guys. The, like the Thunder Warriors. <laughs> Killing they didn't have sticks. Things. They had like proto-power armor. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. Like, they were, and they were gnarlier than a Space Marine. But they were like barbarians. The Thunder Down Under. The Thunder Down Under. I love it. <laughs> yes. I like it. Uh, Lemur King. think they will... Follow Age of Sigmar and have different mega factions. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of did overall groupings. They kind of already do, though, if you think about it. Yeah. There's already the Xenos, even though that's pretty wide and disparate. And then they have Chaos and they have Imperium. They kind of already do do that. Yeah. Uh, Grin Bear. I'm like, <laughs> See, I couldn't decide if it was more Freddie Mercury or Tom Selleck, <laughs> like Magnum P.I., uh, I, I'm liking Magna P.I. more. Of course you would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Freddie Mercury is a talented guy. I don't, I don't know how much we have in common, but it's a love of rock and roll music. Uh, Heron Hammertoe, 40K end times are upon us. Yeah, I think that's quite clear at this point that that is the case. Although I don't think it's going to, it's not going to be like fantasy to age of anymore. It yeah. just blows up everything. Croppin' uh, uh, Flieger says no terror, nor, no warp travel. That's not true. You can still travel through the warp, you just don't know where you're going. Well, no, no, I thought the Emperor was the beacon. He provides the psychic beacon that yeah. provides a, a navigational oh, that's right. point. And he's on terror, yeah. You could still risk it to get that biscuit. Like all the other Primarchs did. But you just don't Wait, know. How have they not found their way back? That took 10,000 years, apparently, to do something. There is the beacon. Oh. Uh, but no, like you could still travel through the warp without the Emperor. You just wouldn't have a way to navigate. That's yeah. kind of a problem. Penguin's Bane. Uh, just tuned in, so you don't know what I'm talking about. Good. Uh, he's saying he's heard Necrons are in the new book. Yep. That's what we've heard, too. Like Shield the Ball? Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Raston says, yo, skinny, you Freddy, you ain't Tom. Oh. Dang. I got the hairy chest of Tom Selleck, though. Dang. All I need is a Hawaiian shirt. And some short shorts. Some short. I already got the short shorts. We can get a Ferrari, right? That fit in the budget. I don't think so. And I'm not skinny. Get out of here. I'm a, I'm a 
large American. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure to get those LVO tickets. Make sure to grab your hotel room. And we'll see you there in less than a month. Uh-oh. Not that long. And stay tuned for an interview from the T-Shift guys. Bye. Hello, everybody. Frankie here from Signals on the Frontline with Ben Schmilmer. No, I'm sorry. I totally mispronounced your last name. Uh, Mr. Moore Tanks, the head CEO of T-Shift. How do you pronounce your last name? Shimoler. Nah, there you go. Shimoler. I always say, yeah. like, Shimilimimur. And then, like, uh, for Alan, I mispronounce his really bad, too. Yeah. Um, no, it's, a, it's a curse. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a spiel about T-Shift. Yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, so, T-Shift, we run two events a year, and uh, we're – one of the largest events in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we're based up around the Seattle area, which is kind of ironic since none of the staff lives in Seattle now. Um, <laughs> so it's very convenient and well located. Yeah. But um, yeah, we have a great tournament. Um, we are definitely one of the pricier events. Our website is tshiftopen.com. And tshift spelled kind of funny. It's T S H F T. Um, it stands for the Seattle Heart of Fire Tournament. I didn't name it. Don't – yeah. <laughs> it's been around for a while. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's a great event. Uh, we just – I just recently finished priming 50 new pieces of terrain yes. that we're going to paint and uh, get ready for that. Um, but it's great. We always give out swag. We have these cool objective markers. We're going to have uh, – last year we gave out custom dice. Uh, you know, we, we like to – give back to the players, but the big um, kind of uh, masterpiece prize we give is cruise hammer tickets. Yeah. And Frankie can tell you how awesome that is, but uh, it's uh, basically we raffle off these tickets. So if you just enter, have three colors on all your pieces and earn an ass and then don't drop, you can have a chance to win a seven night cruise. And we're going to do this one, this next upcoming one in October, 2018 or no 2017 down in uh the caribbean so yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun last time it was in alaska and uh, yep it was amazing <laughs> it's so super fun amazing uh but yeah i know the t-shift events are great too um last year you guys had catered lunches yep we're uh, gonna have that again this board. year so. catered lunches very nice we got carving stations like Nice big anti-pasta platters. Like, this isn't just some cold cuts. Like, we we try to give you your money's worth. Um, and yeah. we've got really cool prizes this year for the best of factions. We're going to have um, kind of uh, customized uh, pint glasses with the best of faction. Um, so we've got some cool prizes, you know, and uh, good terrain, great players. Uh, it's a good time. We really encourage people to come out there. We know they're a little on the spending side, but... It's six rounds. It's kind of like a good last push of practice before Las Vegas because, you know, six rounds is a lot. So you got to build up your endurance, guys. Yep, yep. And it's, uh, it's what, like a week away. It's uh, really yep. it's coming up here. Yeah. January 14th and 15th. And yeah. uh, you can find us, tshiftopen.com. And uh, it's a great site. We use the ITC missions, ITC FAQ, GW FAQ. And, uh, yeah, we've got a schedule printed online on the website, so you can see that and plan accordingly if you want to fly. But this is a great event. You know, Jeff's, Jeff Robinson <clears throat> is coming out in control. Uh, Captain A is going to be there, the French Overlord. 
so great players, you know, good friends. You know, um, really good. Paul McKeevely is going to be there. So come on out, guys. Yeah, no, it should be a lot of fun. I know uh, Alan uh, Pajama Pants is supposed to be there, uh, the winner of the ITC last year. So Yeah, so he's not going to make it, sadly. Oh, he's not? Uh, yeah, oh, we okay. chatted yesterday. But, oh, that's uh, too bad. Um, but no, it's a it's a great event. I've gone to almost every T-shift. It's amazing. The catered lunches are great. Seattle's an awesome place. Um, if you guys have the opportunity, definitely make it out there. Uh, I know Ben will really appreciate you guys coming out. And, uh, yeah, best of luck, buddy. Is there anything else that you want to plug? Yeah. Um, you know, check out also Cruise Hammer. This is a great uh, event that we run, and Frankie and Reese can talk it up, and they have had a whole podcast on it. Um, Seven-night cruise, mini wargaming with your buddies, and you can bring the family so they can go off and do their whole fun thing while you can, you know, hang out with your nerd bros. It's a good time, guys. Uh, don't miss out on it. Check it out, cruisehammer.org. Um, might be .com. I didn't make the websites. <laughs> <laughs> On point, but if you guys go to the T-Shift website, you can find the link to Cruise Hammer. So. Yeah, definitely can do that. So, yeah. Anyways, thanks uh, for your time, guys. And uh, we'll see you at T-Shift and at Las Vegas Open. All right, buddy. Hey, have a good one and best of luck. Yeah, thanks, Frankie.